Hey everyone, this is Patrick Hatchatori here with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles and adversities that they faced and how they've used these adversities to grow not only as athletes, but people as well. Today, I'm super excited to be bringing on four-time All-American wrestler from Iowa State and Mizzou, Willie Miklas. So thanks for coming on today, my man. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. Super, uh, super excited to have you. And, um, you know, obviously through a mutual friend, Ty, uh, I was able to get you on here and he said amazing things about you. So uh, I'm just really excited for everyone and myself, of course, to be able to hear your story. So start it off wherever uh, you think is best. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, Ty's, uh, Ty's awesome. So he's a he's a really awesome friend, uh, a great dude to know. But uh, so my story starts, uh, I mean, senior year, obviously got recruited to wrestle and signed with Missouri. Um, actually, after high school, I took a year, a gray shirt year, and I lived at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. And then from there, I went uh, to Mizzou. Um, and when I went to Mizzou, I redshirted, uh, was doing really well, wrestling really well. Um, uh, one of my teammates ended up being the national champ that year. And we were having like one, two point matches going into like Christmas break. And uh, since I was red shirting, I went to a different tournament than he did. And I ended up tearing my shoulder apart. Um, so I tore up my labrum and had to have it uh, fixed. Um, so I missed the rest of that year. Um, got to support my teammates and kind of watch from the side a bit, um, which was frustrating for a while. Um, but, you know, I worked really hard going to PT every morning, getting extra workouts in. Um, during that time, they actually told me for the next year, um, because Jaden was becoming the man at that weight class, and even before nationals, they were like, look, this is going to be his spot next year, so you're probably going to have to go down. Um, so worked really hard all summer, dialing in my diet. Um, I was be up at five, going into lift, um, or up at five, five thirty, uh, into lift at like six, done with lifting by like six forty-five ish. Driving over, picking up something from McDonald's on the way to work, and grinding, <laughs> working manual labor every day until the second practice, and then we'd go to second practice or, or go to class, and then second practice. Typical, crazy grind, huh? And so, I mean, yeah. like through that kind of experience, obviously you had really high hopes, play, doing great wrestling. When you face, you know, something like that, how do you get through it mentally? Like as you're going, kind of going through that process to get yourself back to where you want to, you know, through that surgery process. Um, it's actually, it's really frustrating. Like you, you go through so many days where you just feel like it's never coming back. Like my timing's never coming back. I don't feel as strong. I'm not, you know, I'm not as good in positions. You just feel like you lost so many of the different skills that you had. Um, so there for a while, it was really frustrating, um, really confusing. I had a lot of sleepless nights. I'm wondering if I could ever make it back at all. Um, but just day, day by day, I had really good people around me. Um, I focused, I, I did what I thought needed to be done every day. I paid the price, if you will. Um, but I, I was willing to give up going out on a Friday, Saturday night or give up, you know, getting ice cream um, in order to 
make sure I had my weight down, make sure I was doing the right things to put myself in the best position. Absolutely. I think that that's the biggest key is that even through those times, like those times of disbelief where you feel like you can't really push on sometimes, I think just how much, how much did it help you build up your confidence because you knew that you were doing everything that you possibly could? Because I think that when you don't maybe have the wrestling day in, day out, like you usually do to build your confidence, was that maybe a way that you continued to continue to build it up? Uh, yeah, it definitely was. I was definitely way more confident because I did my extra cardio. I did my cardio in the mornings. I ate right. I slept right. Uh, you know, put my phone down at night, focused, got my schoolwork done, whatever, you know, X, Y, Z. I took care of family. I took care of school. I took care of my wrestling. And those were my, my things that I, I focused on. Got it. I think that that's such an important lesson for everyone is just that wet to kind of take care of your controllables. And you know what I mean? Like something like that surgery that you had is never going to be in your control and things like that. But as long as you continue to do the things to get where you wanted to go with that overall, why I think is really important. And so kind of where did you go, you know, from there moving into the next couple of years of your career? Um, actually my freshman year. So we had Saturday matches every week for like 10 weeks going into our first tournament. And I was second string out of two guys. Um, there's only two of us at the weight. And I was the second string guy. Um, he really, he beat me every weekend. He either pinned or teched me. And like a tech fall is just when you get so many points ahead, they stop the match. Um, so he beat me every weekend going in. And I was really frustrated going into this first tournament. And one of our coaches was like, no, I, he's like, I think you're going to get to that tournament. He's like, and I think you're going to be just fine. You know, and, and I was never a practice room wrestler, which was really frustrating, but something I hadn't experienced much like in, in the room in high school, I did traditionally pretty well, but in college I didn't. And I ended up upsetting him at our first tournament. And then we had a weekend where we had some home duels and then, that third weekend I wrestled, I got the opportunity to start and I wrestled the kid who was ranked second in the country and I ended up beating him in overtime. And I went from second string to top 10 in the country in like three weeks. That's incredible. Um, but just that every day, just doing what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to do, wrestling, doing, taking okay. care of school, taking care of family, taking care of. Um, exactly. Practice. Building on the important things. And I think a good point you made there was kind of like your coach who was obviously still believing in you regardless of all those things that you were going through. How important when you're going through a serious injury like that um, is your support system, not just your coaches, but like you said, your family, your teammates, things like that. How important has that been to you and how much do you lean on them during that process? So I have a really good analogy I got from that coach. Um, he, he had this jar of pickles he'd sit on his desk, right? And I'd walk in his office and I'd pick up this jar and shake it and like, just set it down and kind of walk out. You know, I was, I was just kind of a goofball. Um, but finally one day I was like, oh, Coach Joe, I was like, I got to know what's with the pickles. You're not yeah. eating <laughs> I don't understand. And he's like, he's like, my goal is to be a pickle. And I was like, it doesn't make any what? sense. <laughs> he's like, so he's like, what is a pickle? And I was like, well, it's a cucumber. And he goes, right. He's like, it's a cucumber. He's like, but if you put that cucumber in trash water, like some, you know, it rains harder than the dumpster and you'd scoop out the water and you put that pickle in there he's like, or the cucumber. He's like, is it ever going to be a pickle? Like, well, no, it's never going to be a pickle. It's 
not worth anything now. He goes, exactly. He's like, but you put it in the right brine, you put it in the right mixture. He said, it'll turn into the best pickle every time. He said, so what I, what I surround myself with would ultimately be what helps me in the long run. So like having those injuries, having that support system, if you don't have the right people around you, you're not going to get where you're supposed to go. Instead of going forward, you're going to go backwards. So that's an incredible analogy. I don't think I've ever heard that one in my life, to be honest with you. That's, that's freaking awesome. But um, yeah. no, I all started from him just having a jar of pickles, man. There you go. Who would have known the importance of a jar of pickles, huh? But uh, no, but seriously, that's a, I think that's a really, really cool story because at the end of the day, I think there's a really another really cool analogy, and it's basically that, or I guess not analogy, but just quote is that you become uh, the five people that you surround yourself with the most because those are the things you're hearing, listening to. Uh, talking to and really just the ideas that you're surrounding yourself with and it's very interesting when you look at like the most successful people in the world they happen to surround themselves with people that believe in their dream and people that believe in who they are and so moving forward obviously you ended up becoming an all-american how did how did that come about what did how did the next couple of years go for you after that freshman season um so actually my freshman year i wasn't seated and my sophomore year as a returning All-American, I was seated 14. And they only seated top 16 at the time. Um, my freshman year, I carried a chip on my shoulder the size of a dinner plate. Um, and I pulled a returning All-American first round. And all week, I was like, I'm going to pin him. Like our, our, our big thing in our room, it had Believe written on the wall. Believe, compete, expect to win, one more. Like These were all like principles or pillars of our, our program. And Believe was the biggest one I had. Um, but I, I competed hard, and I, I believed that I could do it. And I was like, I'm going to pin this dude. I'm going to pin this dude. And they were like, all right, yeah, you're going to pin him. You're going to pin him, you know. Just um, I ended up icing the kid first round. I had a great tournament, um, wrestled really well. But I, I got there, and I was just super excited to be at the national tournament. I, I thought the mats were perfect. I was like, they're super soft, just like I like them. Like, um, and every year I went, I was so excited to be at nationals. Like, I got more amped up for the bigger tournaments, the bigger matches. Like, they excited me more. Uh, it was kind of like – felt like there was lightning in my bones. Like, it was the reason I was alive a little bit, you know. Um, Absolutely. But, I, no, go. Um, but, no, I just – I'd go to the tournament. I believed I could do it. And I, I didn't see any reason why I couldn't beat the dude standing across from me. I trusted my coaches. I believed in my practice partners. And I was like, we're here. Might as well have fun. Exactly. So I just went out there and enjoyed myself. And that's such an important piece to it, I think, too. I mean, well, two of the things that you just said is, number one, like what you were telling yourself prior to the tournament. And so I think self-talk for so many athletes can be devastating or it can be, like you said, extremely uplifting. And so how important throughout your career was the way you were talking to yourself? Because, I mean, I think that that's, we hear ourselves talk more than any person in the world, right? So how much does that kind of idea uh, really help you? And I guess all athletes in general, you think? Oh, it's super important. I mean, I would, shoot, even right now, I have things written on my, like, here. Oh, shoot, I dropped it. I'll pull up another one, but I'll just like, I have things like this written up. Exactly. It just says you'll never regret, regret what you did do. You'll only regret what you didn't do. Um, exactly. But like I write things up 
for me to see every day. I talk to myself in a positive way. I talk to people around me in a positive way and it comes back tenfold. Um, but what you're saying to yourself is super important. We had a kid this year at nationals that didn't say the best things to himself, but we, we didn't know about it until after. Um, and it, it hurt his performance. It hurt him. Um, so that's a challenge though. Sometimes with people and with athletes is that they don't always, they're really hard on themselves and they forget how hard it is to even get to where they're at. Being a college athlete, even being a high school athlete's not easy. It's hard. Um, so you, sometimes you got to give yourself that pat on the back and understand, you know, even if you screw up, you know, you're still playing varsity. So JV or whatever, like it's hard. It takes a lot to do those sorts of things. Um, and I think people tend to forget that they get so mixed up in the, the results right now, instead of focusing on, well, you know, Hey, I'm still better than I was yesterday or I'm better than I was last week or even as a kid or, you know, so I, I think what you say is super important and people forget that. I think, Another important piece to that is I think that some days it's really hard to do that, you know, regardless of, you know, what's going on. I mean, everyone's going to have those days where it's really hard to speak to yourself like that. Is there kind of a process you go through that helps you when you're in that, when that negative self-talk starts to come to kind of revert back to being positive and kind of working towards something bigger? Yeah. Um, there was definitely days where I didn't, I didn't revert back. I didn't catch myself. Um, and those days were important. It was important to have the days where you were really hard on yourself so that you could, you know, reevaluate afterwards and be like, you know, I wasn't as nice to myself as I should have been. I didn't appreciate how far I've actually come. Um, so having the days where you were too hard on yourself was super important because then you can kind of catch it for the next time and just keep improving. Um, there's a really good book. It's called Failing Forward. Got it sitting right here. Awesome. Um, but it talks about, you know, whether you slip up or whatever, like the next time, come back better. The next time, come back better. 100%. I think that's such an important piece because it's basically, in essence, it's kind of that process-oriented mindset, I think, that is really easy to talk about for, you know, a lot of the best athletes, but it's really hard to kind of live that and realize, um, you know, that it's really not all about the results today. And I think kind of that, is that something that you used throughout your career, just making sure you realized, okay, it's just day by day, especially when you're going through all of those injuries and so many of those about your career. Yep, absolutely. Um, but just understanding that it is a process and every day you just got to try to be better than the last day. Sometimes exactly. you don't, sometimes you slip up and that's fine. And I think that uh, well, another like good thing when you talked about who, um, or I guess uh, how you talk to yourself, like that self-talk piece is that uh, I heard a quote where it's talk to yourself exactly how you would talk to your teammates. And I think that that's a really good one because I don't think your most people would ever be absolutely annihilating, digging into their teammates, you know, the way that we often dig into ourselves. And I think that that's a really, really good one to kind of uh, think about, you know, moving forward. It is, it is. But I mean, you set a high bar for yourself, you know, you're at a high athletic level, like, it's hard not to be hard on yourself. It's 100%. No, I agree. And so kind of going forward uh, towards the end of your career, uh, you know, you finished out four-time All-American, had that career, 
what are the lessons you learned as a collegiate athlete and going through so many adversities that you think you took into, you know, posts? I, I, I'm not, are you still competing or are you? Uh, I recently competed again, okay. um, but it's, it's kind of hard to be a coach and compete at the same time. So it's, it's a little difficult, but yeah. So I what are, I would guess I would ask you then, like, what are some of those uh, attributes and those lessons that you learned moving into, I guess, post-competition era for you that you take with you the most throughout your life? Positivity, positivity, I think, is the biggest one. Um, one of my best coaches I ever had, I had at the end of my career, his name was um, Nate Carr, Nate Carr Sr. And he was just such a positive person, so upbeat, so uplifting. Um, and, and he was just really awesome with me and, and had me, like, he believed, I believed I could run through a wall if he told me I could. Like, um, so, yeah, positivity and, and just kind of, you, you need to, like reach out, hit your athletes with a ray of sunshine almost every day. Um, and you need to be like an upbeat person, whether you're practiced or in study hall or whatever it is, you need to try and be upbeat as much as possible when, when you're around your guys. Absolutely. And I think it's amazing, not only what it does to yourself, but what it does to the people around you. Like you talked about the influence that he had on you. It really changes kind of the whole vibe of the room. And that's something that I've really noticed with, you know, those, those people, like those people that are really positive and that really do bring that kind of energy. It really just changes the entire group. And that can be really important for teams. So is that kind of, what is that coaching experience, I guess, been like moving in after, uh, after being an athlete for so long and competing and being uh, on the mat, what was that? Uh, what is the, the best thing you've learned from being able to kind of see it from a different perspective? Patience. Patience. Uh, when you're dealing with college kids, they're not every single one of them is willing to give up what I was willing to give up. Um, not every single one of them is willing to do what I was willing to do, but uh, just being patient, um, showing them some love, um, I got another great quote up here. It says, kids don't care what you know until they know you care. Um, that was by Roy Hall, who was a, a high school wrestling coach up here at Davison in Michigan. Um, but no, it's just showing them you care, being patient with them, trying to be understanding, but also knowing when to kind of kick them in the butt too. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Uh, it's really important. I think it's also important, I think, for patience with yourself, like you talked about throughout your career, is just making sure, realizing that you're going to get there, but sometimes it's uh, not at the pace that you want. Right. And so I guess kind of going towards the, uh, you know, the end of this, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who is going through, uh, you know, a struggle or adversity right now, what would that piece of advice be to them? Patient, uh, taken day by day understand that it is a process um you know you don't you know one of the best analogies or sayings i've heard is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time sure. you can't tackle a big thing you can't overcome a surgery or, or anything like that um all all at once or all in one day it takes consistent effort over two three four you know five six months sometimes a year or two like it takes time but it's well worth it in the end absolutely man you're giving me some good uh some good analogies dude I, I these are some ones that i've never heard either. i'm a pretty big quotes guy but these uh these are awesome 
So right. I might have to uh, throw some of these on my wall, man. This is on my wall. It's kind of probably like yours, just sticky notes everywhere, things like that. And uh, I think there's a lot of power in those when you wake up in the morning and you look yourself in the mirror. So for sure. That's awesome. But uh, Willie, I uh, really, really uh, appreciate you coming on today. And I had, you know, so much fun, you know, hearing about some of your story and, you know, your perspective on things. And uh, I think so many people will really take a lot from this. So I really, really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. All right. You're the man. Talk soon. All right. Later.